Hello, and welcome to More Than Books with the Warren County Library. I'm your host, Sandy Roberts. Usually you'd find me in the library makerspace holding classes on everything from crafting to coding, (laughs) but all that changed in March of 2020 when our library closed due to COVID-19. That's when our intrepid band of library staff put technology to good use and moved everything online. We offered activities on Facebook, YouTube, and Zoom. We taught patrons to use our many digital resources, and we created a curbside pickup system to lend books. We adapted. So as part of our effort to offer more to our patrons during this very challenging time, we've started this podcast. Every two weeks, we'll share upcoming programs, exciting news, interviews, tutorials, and more with you. Our hope is that this will give you the tools you need to make the most of that library card. Because these days, your library is so much more than books. Good evening and welcome once again to More Than Books with the Warren County Library System. My name is Sandy Roberts and I'm coming to you from Warren County, New Jersey on Wednesday, November 4th, 2020, the day right after our elections. Um, We want to talk a lot about November programming today because we've got some really exciting things coming up this month um, and onward into the winter. So um, the next two weeks are going to be pretty exciting. I want to start off today with our arts programs. Uh, We've had funding from the Warren County Cultural and Heritage Division of Land Preservation, uh, as well as our various friends groups for our different branches. And so we're able to offer um, some really great options to our patrons this month. For example, uh, actually tonight at... uh, seven o'clock, I believe we have a Thanksgiving place setting uh, using leaves, which is a adult pin craft, uh, Pinterest craft hosted by uh, Morgan. And that's on zoom. Keep an eye out for the next one. I'm sure there'll be another in the beginning of December. This one, I believe registration may be closed for. Tomorrow, we have Fall Still Life Painting with Scott Hanna, and this is a step-by-step watercolor project where he leads you through creating a still life, um, you know, on nature-based still life. So that's going to be on Zoom. You can register for that on our website. On the 7th, that's this Saturday, we have The Wizard of Oz. This is an interactive family-friendly retelling of The Wizard of Oz with the Bright Star Touring Theater. Now, you might remember Bright Star from last uh, the last podcast where we talked to their artistic director. So they're coming back to do another fun presentation for everyone on Saturday. Then next week, uh, on the 12th, we have Paint Escape with Marjorie Haley. She is going to teach you the basics of oil and acrylic painting as you create your own still life. So another Zoom um, class where you have lots of opportunity to ask questions and learn. Um, So this is really a great month to, to learn painting. You've got a watercolor option, oils and acrylics. And then as another option, on the 19th, uh, Mary Ellen is hosting her adult arts and crafts, and she's doing fall leaves with watercolor brush pens. And that is a live presentation on Facebook. You don't even have to register for that one. So, so many opportunities to learn the fine art of painting, especially with these gorgeous colors for fall. And we're really thankful to have the funding to be able to bring these kinds of programs to our patrons. Um, Also on the 19th, we have Len Rue Jr.'s uh, Delaware Water Gap Photography 
um, presentation. And that's going to be on Zoom, so you'll have the chance to ask questions. Um, Len Rue's father is well known for his amazing nature photography, and uh, Len Rue Jr. is following in that tradition. So great opportunity to see these beautiful photographs, to learn about how they're taken, to learn about the area, uh, to l- learn about our uh, Delaware Water Gap. Um, so that's going to be a really great presentation. Make sure you register for that because I, I get a feeling that one's going to fill up. Now, today I have um, two interviews for you that I think you're really going to enjoy. The first is with KB Mercer of the Traveling Lantern Theater Company. And her group will be doing two shows for us, uh, one in November, Sherlock Holmes Takes the Case. And then in December, they'll be doing Scrooge. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about what you know changes they've had to make due to COVID, what they offer, and a little bit about each program. Then we're going to talk to um, Miriam Rosenberg of the School of Royal Yoga, and she is bringing a really unique program to the library via Zoom, um, singing bowls uh, as a meditation using sound. So we're going to talk more about that, and that is really very interesting, and who couldn't use a little relaxation these days? And then I'm going to fill you in a little bit on some of our STEM programs that are coming up because we have a really exciting day planned for Dream Big, which is an engineering design movie for the whole family. We've got all kinds of things tied into that, like an escape room and some uh, engineering challenges of movie screening. Plus, we have uh, Physics Quest launching again this month. We have a uh, new Try It Engineering design projects with uh, take home, take and make kits. So a uh, lot of fun with STEM this month too. Uh, that said, why don't we jump right in and get started with our interviews. This happens to be none other than the diary of the Queen of England. No, Queen Victoria! Only Queen Elizabeth. The reason we are here is because the last known location of Queen Elizabeth's diary was here at the archives. Someone here must know something. Hi all, I'm here with KB from the Traveling Lantern Theatre Company who's bringing several great um, programs to our library system in uh, November and December, and we're really thankful that you're able to take a little time to talk to us today. Thank you for having me. Okay, so why don't you tell us a little bit about the Traveling Lantern Company? Sure, our company has been around for 35 years. Wow. We have been uh, actually performing for schools and libraries, mainly um, since the 80s. Wow. Um, And my husband and myself, purchased the company from the people who started it, who were from England, um, about, goodness, 12 or 13 years ago. They decided they wanted to move back to England. They had aging parents. And so we took over because my husband and I had written shows for ourselves because we were actors um, that were very similar to the format that that the Traveling Lantern Theater used, which was two-person shows, one person playing the lead and the other person playing everybody else, which is part (laughs) of the fun. Um, so we bought the company from them and added our own shows in and we sort of de-Englishized, de-Anglicized them a little bit because they were, uh, we just found that for American audiences, a less wordy, more active show was just, was better suited to American audiences. Sure. So we tried to really up the in- interactivity 
and make them much more hands-on, uh, mm -hmm. which, which we found to involve the kids as much as we possibly could. You know, we didn't want them to have to practice anything. They'd have to be able to just get up and go. Um, so we, we build things in and games and things like that whenever we can to, to include them. So we've been around for quite a long time. Yeah. And of course, when the pandemic hit in March, yep. um, <laughs> March 13th, boom, yeah. all yep. of our shows. We thought, oh, a week or two, we tried to move, you know, all the way through, we just lost everything. So mm. for a while, we were really didn't know what to do. And then we realized we were going to have to create virtual programming. And virtual programming for an interactive theater company was tricky. Sure. Because the very thing that makes us so, um, I think, valuable to our patrons is the fact that we're hands-on. So going, we didn't have any experience with film or anything like that. Wow. Uh, so we have had three wonderful videographers. We have put five shows on film and edited them in the process over the summer. It was a big job and we worked as fast as we could because, you know, you don't realize how much work it is with film. It's Oh, yeah. It, it's a, oh yes, I guess you do. Yeah, I've been um, doing, I mean, just from a teaching perspective, you know, sure. trying to put all that content together, it's, it's yes. a big job. It is, it's a big job. And we're, we're, uh, we're getting better and better uh, every time. We're having more and more fun. The best thing about it is that we can do things like add animation oh. and stuff like that, which we could never do. Uh, you know, we do a lot of green screen work where we can put in backgrounds now and it's a blast. And of course I'm having a ball with the costumes because <laughs> For example, um, the costumes and props, we always had to make them able to be carried quickly and easily for travel. Oh, that's a good so point. Now I can really go for it and do things that are much more elaborate because we don't have to pack them. So it's right? a little bit of a silver lining. Yeah, it is. So we're having a really good time. We're, we've got five shows. We're, we're very much enjoying um, the process. We're hanging on as, as a company, barely, but we are surviving and we that's consider ourselves extraordinarily lucky that we have this option um, and that we can, we can dog paddle through the pandemic until we get to the other side. Um, we're, we're not as in trouble as a lot of other companies that don't, we, we were lucky, we, you know, we have a 13 state base and we go wow. to many other states. So we have a good solid um, patron base. And when you're doing visual, of course, you can right. reach out anywhere. Yeah. So we have enough to keep us to keep afloat. That's good. Um, That's good. Yeah. We wish we really taken a hit. All the entertainment is really taking yeah. a hit. Actors are in trouble. You know, yeah. we're, we're, we feel lucky that we can give actors some work because other than this, the, you know, it's very difficult. And, and another interesting thing, thing, Sandy, is that people were calling us and they're like, oh, no, we want a, a, a live virtual show. And I'm like, guys, stop and think about that. <laughs> we put our actors in danger every time right. they have to talk to each other with that so we can't do that you know that's not fair right. um, and doing them in, in little compartments like the way we're talking doesn't work with our kind of show no. right no. so um so we do have them they are taped and we do encourage audience reaction we have them talk directly to the audience <laughs> and ask the kids to get involved um that's the best we're able to do right now in the pandemic but they're fun and but we're having a really good time with it I was on your website earlier and I was looking at some of the clips of, of and it is, it's really, I, you know, you get drawn right in to, to the story, which is really fun. I think that that's a great way to present it, especially for kids who maybe, yeah. 
you know, since you're doing Sherlock Holmes, for example, I'm a big Sherlock Holmes oh, fan. We are too, my husband and I, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> like, one of the first things my husband and I geeked out about way back when we first met. But um, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like it's such a great way to introduce kids to that material, you know? So, I mean, can you tell us a little bit about your show? Sure. Well, we have two wonderful actors doing the Sherlock Holmes piece. We have different actors for every show. Um, but the w the gentleman playing Sherlock Holmes has just got such a wonderful wry wit. So he's got that cool Sherlockian thing going on, but in in a funny way. So it's really it's really a blast. Um, and then the actress who who works with him, she's older than the act than an actress that we would normally put on the road because most actors her age, you know, they have established lives and they can't sure, leave. Sure for that long a period of time. So the benefit of being able to get a really solid actress uh, to be, to play all the other parts is she's very, very funny. That is what I was, I think she was being like a librarian or something in the one skit and yes. I was just sitting there cracking up. It was so good. Yes, she's, she's terrific. Uh, so that's a really fun show. And it's, it's good for all ages. You know, I mean, the parents will enjoy it too. We always try to throw in some jokes for the parents, you know, so. <laughs> Uh, so to keep them entertained, but that, it's a really fun show. I think you guys will enjoy it. And it's an original piece. We had a, um, a wonderful um, playwright in San Diego write the show. Oh, wow. So it's, you know, it's not based on any Sherlock um, that has been written. And I've read every single one. <laughs> I do. Um, so it's, it's fun. So they don't know what's going to happen. So it's fun. You know, they haven't read it before. And we're right. hoping that it will create, Sandy, more little Sherlockians like you and I <laughs> and our so. husbands, right? <laughs> so that they get into Sherlock as much as, as uh, we have. Because boy, uh, I remember when I started reading Sherlock when I was a kid. Yeah. Parents got me a compilation, and the first thing I did was figure out that equation of how he measures toe to toe in a footstep oh, and determines yes. the height. Yes. It, it works. It really yes. works. It, yeah, it absolutely works. does. I, you know, I actually, when I used to teach middle school science, I used to use that same method Excellent. to teach them how to do informal measurement. You know, but I was lucky. My, my aunt owned a bookstore. So oh. um, <laughs> we got to there spend a lot go. of time in the used bookstore and that's where I found sure. Sherlock. So sure, sure. yeah. Who's your favorite um, actor on, on TV? Who's played? <laughs> oh, it's that's a hard funny. question. I, I mean, I think I, I probably have to go Cumberbunch just because I, I I love that. Cumberbunch, but, yeah, but so Jeremy funny. Brett, oh, oh yeah, he was so good. Jer have you seen Jeremy Brett? No, I haven't. Oh, oh I have to check that out. Oh, you must, you must. He's he's so good. He's oh. just so so good. Check him out. He's I, really good. I yeah, when I your thoughts just because you enjoy Sherlock. What are your thoughts about the uh, Enola Holmes uh, Netflix? I have not seen it yet. Oh, really? Part of me is like. I don't know about a female Sherlock. Yeah. It, it, there's a prejudice there. Part of it is because um, my, my husband, my husband just yelled from the living room. I loved it. Oh, and yeah. he's a real fan. Um, I don't know. I, I'm a snob. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm going to have to check it out. I don't know. <laughs> I was very hesitant because I was like, oh, this is not canon. I don't know how I feel about this. But um, my daughters and I watched it and they absolutely loved it. And it did welcome right. them into that world in a really fun way. So. Great. Um, Do you mind I'm, if I introduce my husband? Yeah, sure. Hey, Jordan, come on in. Um, this um, this is a, a live interview or taped interview for Warren County Library. He just Hi. said, Hi. he's the one who said he loved Enola. I did. <laughs> I thought she just was so great and she blew all the other male actors off the screen. Oh, she really did. She just owned that screen. 
Oh, I got to see it now. Yeah. It's a great part for her and uh, very well written. And yeah, I'm like her. I'm I'm a little like wary every time they try to redo a Sherlock. Yeah. I can't believe you haven't seen the Jeremy Brett version. Oh, God. Now I feel like I have this hole I have to fill. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Really very close to the original as you're going to get. Yeah, okay, so I will definitely solid to the book. Yeah. Really solid yeah. to the book. Oh wow. Lots of the episodes. Like there's like it was on PBS for years. Okay. So okay. yeah, there's a lot of it. I will definitely Thank look. <laughs> Thank you. It was nice to meet you. Um, so you mentioned too that in December you're doing Scrooge. So yes. that's another one of my favorite stories. <laughs> it's well, you know, this Scrooge goes through the one of the greatest catharsis of all characters in theater. Yes. What he goes through is a, an amazing transformation. So he is, uh, you know, he's a Lear type character. He is, so playing that role, we got a really good actor. Uh, Nathan Duncan, he's a, he's a friend of ours and um, he, he did a brilliant job. And this show in particular, we used the same videographer who did our Lewis and Clark, who, so he's adding lots of animation and fun, um, backgrounds and things like that. So this show is going to be very creative and it's the last one. So we've gotten much better actually at, you know, at doing these in a way that fulfills our mission. And I, we're really looking forward to this one. I'm frankly looking forward to it, um, the most, although I love the Lewis and Clark too. Um, (laughs) but, um, this one is appropriate for the whole family. And I think this is going to be a particularly difficult holiday season for a lot of families because they can't get their grandparents' visits. They can't really go anywhere. Um, And uh, they're going to be stuck at home in the winter in a house that they've been stuck in for a long time. So this is the year (laughs) to bring people entertainment because they need it. They're going to need it. You know, and I think that that's so important, you know, talking about other theater companies and and what's happened to a lot of the entertainment industry and yet this is the time when we need that joy right where we really need that outlet so much so I'm so thankful that that you've been able to kind of do that pivot and figure out how to keep bringing these shows to the public it's so such a great thing well, we really think, Sandy, that, you know, we're through the looking glass on this. We, we did do this before because we had so much resistance from librarians and teachers, mainly because oftentimes they have the poorest technology because they are not funded to get, you know, to have the up-to-date speedy stuff. Right. And so um, they, they were like, oh, it's too much of a hassle for me to have to go through how to make this work for my kids. But now that we've had to do it, well, I think we're kind of through the looking glass, and I think that from now on, we will probably have um, a strong video arm to our business from here on out. And the other thing is, there's a lot of little rural places that we can't necessarily get to, and right. this way, there's a low-cost option for them to have programming that they can count on, that they know is appropriate, and that they know they can trust, right. um, that is, um, you know, usable for them if we can't, if we can't actually get there. Yeah, no, I think, I think you bring up a good point in that it does give you that ability to kind of reach more people, you know, and yeah. I mean, we're finding that some with the library too, is that there were kids that were, you know, maybe in aftercare or their parents worked late and they, they couldn't come to the library after school. Well, exactly. now, now they have right. access, you know, 24 yeah. seven, basically. Exactly. And, and that's the way we were doing it is um, we are basically, uh, our product is a key that works for a week. 
So you can use it on a Zoom call if you wanted to get wow. a group together and show it so that everybody could experience it at the same time. So there are some places that are actually having gatherings. Mm -hmm. They can show it to the gathering or you can send the key home to the kids and they can watch it at any time oh, wow. that week, unlimited viewing. So this way, no matter what happens with your, your COVID situation or what's going on in your area, you have th th this, this programming cannot be interrupted if you planned on it. And we, we, tr we built it that way specifically because we know things are going to be, people may say, oh yeah, we're going to do that. And then two weeks before it could be upended. So right. Right. Yeah. I, mean, we, I think uh, the key to 2020 is just being flexible, right? <laughs> and so true. <laughs> so true. Okay. So um, those coming to the program, you know, what should they expect? How should they, they plan to attend as it were? Well, uh, depending upon how they're going to be viewing it, which the librarian will decide okay. um, if, if she's going to have like, say there's like, for example, a summer reading program group that always meets every Tuesday, she mm -hmm. might decide to have a zoom call and get all those kids together. Um, or she might decide to send the key home. Basically the, the every, um, every person who buys a key gets a little, uh, email, which is actually a two-sided page with everything that the, the children need to know to access the video. Okay. We have it on Vimeo, which is a really great platform. We've had, I've had only two problems in the entire country oh. with people accessing it and it was their own systems that were blocking them. But it's a very good, reliable, solid system. So it's literally, you go to our website, you click on the flying man, you pick your show, you put in the key and off it goes. And you can watch it over and over again if you'd like that week, however you want to view it. But um, it's, it's a really good, simple system that we have found to be very reliable. The only thing we can't do yet, and um, I, I don't know if it's going to be possible for us to ever do this at this point, is there are some librarians who want to know how many kids actually watched it. Right. And what we have, because we're week to week to week, everybody who is in that week is, is the same week. So it's, I can't parcel out, oh, <coughs> you had this many and you had this many. Sure. Yeah. So the one thing that we have to tell people is if you need that kind of a record that you need to keep track of how many you give out because right. we can't do how many actually watched. So that's the only problem with the Vimeo system, but it's a trade-off for a really re reliable, dependable system that works in rural areas where the internet broadband is not as strong. Right. Um, so, you know, we, we had to make that trade-off. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and those are the choices that you kind of have to make. And it sounds like you made the choice that, that makes the most sense for your audience. And that's, what's important. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for your time. I am very much looking forward to this performance. Um, my kids oh, and I will be you. there. So, <laughs> well, there's one other thing I want to tell you about. Um, yeah. We, when we sent this to the librarian, we have a contest going, a raffle. If if your if your kids or your families take pictures of themselves watching the show and they email them to <laughs> us, and this is all on the, in the email, we'll enter them in a raffle for a book, a complete Sherlock Holmes. Oh. So so everybody should take a picture and send it to us, and then we'll put you in the raffle, and somebody will win a complete Sherlock Holmes, which is a fabulous book, a yes. big book with all of the stories in it. Oh, that is fantastic. Thank you so much for doing that and adding that little bit of literacy back in there too. We love that. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> well, this sounds like it's going to be a great experience for our patrons and, uh, and I'm really looking forward to it too. Thank so, you so much, Andy. We'd love to hear their feedback. So thanks very much and have a, stay safe and have a great rest of your week. You too. Take care.
Um, stay safe and stay healthy. Welcome to More Than Books, our podcast with the Warren County Library System. Um, I'm on the phone today with Miriam, and perhaps you can introduce yourself. Absolutely. So happy to be here, by the way, Sandy. Um, so my name is Miriam Rosenberg, and I am with the School of Royal Yoga in Chester, New Jersey. And I think today we're gonna, we will be speaking about singing bowls. Yeah. Um, so I can tell you my background as related to singing bowls. I think that that would probably be the best way to explain that. Okay. Sound okay to you? Absolutely. I'd love to learn more. All right. Excellent. So um, to start with, I am a yoga teacher with the School of World Yoga. My specialty is special needs children. And I am also a meditation teacher the school of royal yoga as well and i also offer the singing bowls so this in um basic terms the singing bowls are crystal bowls that actually make you feel calmer and more peaceful they totally align with meditation they've been used in meditation for over five thousand years wow um different types of singing bowls um there's Tibetan singing bowls and there's crystal singing bowls, and I know how to um, play both of them. Wow! And what they what they do is they actually align with your chakras, which are energy systems in the body. There are seven main ones along your spine, and they actually help to um, purify those chakras so you feel more at peace, more calmer, and if you've meditated before, it helps you to go deep into a deeper meditative state. If you've never meditated before, which most people have not done or have tried to do, when they hear the singing bowls, it actually brings them a very deep feeling of calmness, wow. centeredness. And I think we need that more than ever today. Oh, gosh, yeah. On our planet, and <laughs> right now with the election, whichever side you're on, it doesn't even matter. It's just that, um, you know, feel more calmer and peaceful as we go throughout the everyday lives. And especially, like I said, now, um, just to bring harmony into your life, right? Yeah. Harmony. Wow. So, I mean, um, you know, can you tell us a little bit more about the, the chakras? That, and, and, yeah. So, so um, I think something that will help is um, I know everyone's going to be tuning in next week when I have the singing bowl presentation, meditation. And um, so there are seven main chakras along your spine, from the bottom, from the base of your spine, going all the way up to the top, tippy top of your head, around your head. It's called the crown chakra at that point. Mm -hmm. And the singing bowls, there's seven singing bowls, and they also connect to each and every one of the chakras. Okay. And 
which are energy centers. You can think of them as wheels of light. Okay. They're actually energy centers that go up your spine. Oh, wow. In Eastern medicine, they knew about these chakras over 5,000 years ago. Hmm. And yet now in the West, we've learned so much about that now through meditation, through yoga, through just hearing about mindfulness. It all connects back together. Um, So the singing bowls exactly correspond to the chakras and the other interesting thing about that is that each of the singing bowls has a note mm-hmm. that corresponds to the chakra and the base note the base one at the base chakra is actually a C so if anyone knows anything about an instrument and I play many instruments as well um, there's a C on a piano for instance it's the middle C and it goes up from there. So it goes up seven notes. C, the next chakra would be D, then E, F, G, and then it goes to A, B. Oh, wow. Right? So it corresponds to the notes um, in an instrument, and the notes go from C, C, D, E, F, G, then it goes to A, B. It doesn't go G, H, it goes to A, B. And those are the same notes that the singing bowls are tuned to, mm-hmm. and that tunes you, it tunes to your chakra. That's why it helps to so it's kind of like a purify them, like a like a resonance. Exactly right. Okay. Resonance is a vibration. Okay. Feel. I wasn't sure if it was just like more of a, a music, or if there was something deeper to it. It's so much deeper. And I hope that you'll be um, joining us as well if you have the chance, or at least you'll, you know, if it's recorded, you can see it. But it's so much deeper. It actually, you actually feel a vibration going through mm. your body. It's incredible. Wow, um, wow. Everyone loves them and can't get enough of them. And it's just an incredible experience. So what are some of the benefits to meditating? Like, I mean, how does that affect you? How does that affect your body and your mind? In so, there's so many ways. I'll... I'll just give you some basics. So in, for most people, and this has been scientifically proven, uh, most people have thousands and thousands of thoughts that go through mm. their mind each and every day. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. Can you relate to that? <laughs> yeah. I, I think so many people can relate to that. Yeah, actually. yeah. So that's why they don't feel calm. Because mm. all these thoughts are going through their mind. They don't know how to quiet their mind. Okay. You have you actually have to be you have to um, be taught how to do that. It is a discipline. So little by little, meditation helps you to quiet your mind. And even if there's thoughts going through, they go through and they go and they continue to go through. They don't keep circulating in a circle. Okay. That's usually what the sort thoughts do. It's like a circle and it just keeps on. Right. Right. If they were. Okay. Let it go. And then the more you can let those thoughts go, the more calmer you can feel. Right. And then and then actually there's so many benefits. When you feel calmer, you can make better decisions. Okay, that's a good right. point. Yeah. You think? Yeah. You can you don't have to get caught up in the situation, but you can actually step back, take a breath, and then make a decision. And maybe that that decision might be to wait. Mm. Think about it before jumping into an answer. Yeah. Saying, 
I will get back to you on that. Let me think about that. I will get back to you on that. Or so that's one incredible benefit that I have found in my life and so many other people have found in theirs as well through meditation and the singing bowls go along with meditation, you know, 100%. Um, and then the other thing is um, sometimes people feel really anxious and snappy. You know, okay. snap at people. Yeah, sure. Snap at yourself. <laughs> A lot of people feel that. For sure. And with meditation, it helps you to also calm that part of yourself down. So you don't feel you always have to react. Gotcha. Snap. And you can talk in a more calm and peaceful way to people to still relate what you need to say, but in a calmer way. Because in a conversation, when it's calmer, it's on both sides. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't set um, almost like a fire underneath the other person to react to you. Right, right. Back and forth, right? Right. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, and then and then you're going to have better communication, you know. So not only are you feeling he- happier and feeling more centered, you're going to be able to communicate that to others. And exactly. that's really that's really fascinating to think about that it's not just in that moment that the meditation's helping you, but that it can kind of come with you out into the rest of the world, right? That's <laughs> a perfect point, actually. In fact, I say that to my meditation students that I have all the time. That meditation... Yes, we offer meditation, they learn to meditate, um, little by little, they start to quiet their mind. But then it is brought into their everyday life. Right. It just flows into that. And that's what you actually want. You want that to be, you want to be um, living meditation all the mm. time. And that's what happens. And that's like the whole idea of living with mindfulness and, and that awareness. Right. Yeah, okay. Right. Oh, wow. So coming back to the principles, that helps even for that amount of time, even for that short amount of time, people do feel that stillness mm-hmm. and vibration, that resonance. And that's a perfect word that we shared before. The resonance they feel in their bodies and their and the thoughts just naturally go. That sounds wonderful. I feel like I could definitely use that right now, especially today. I know. That's it's so true. So true. And in fact, it's interesting because um, um, I'll just add this part in. Um, so I'm also an occupational therapist and I'm mm-hmm. in different schools right now. You know, it's a very different model yeah. for everyone, right? Yeah. So a lot, most of it's virtual. Some of it, a couple of days are in person um, with a very, very, very limited amount of special needs children. And when I go into their room and everybody has their masks on and everything and the six feet apart and mm-hmm. shields, like these plexiglass shields. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> incredible. But anyway, I go in and I even found one of my singing bowls and they are so quiet, the children. And still, these are mm. eight and nine-year-olds and they love it. And then, and then I say, this is going to help you now. Quiet your mind so now you can focus on your schoolwork. Mm. The teachers even tell me the children are doing better in school. That's great. What a wonderful tool. That's, I feel like every school should have that, you know? I know. I know it. Every business should have that, you know? That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So what should... I get a feel of that when I, when I 
present that. And go ahead, Sandy. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I can't wait. I'm definitely going to make sure I sign up for this. I, I want to experience this. I've done some meditation before, but never with the with that connection with the sound and, the, and that vibration. I really want to check that out. That's, that makes so much sense. But um, so what should folks expect when they when they come to this class? All right. So what I would say is, um, come, well, be prepared to should you can walk, like you'll be at home, like when you be at home. Right. Right. So still be in a relaxed place, be in a place away from other people in your mm-hmm. home. So make this a really special time for yourself. Some people like to lay on a yoga mat. Mm. If they're even in their room, they could lay on their bed if they want to, or on their couch. Okay. So they could actually just experience the benefit of this uh, by lying down. Gotcha. If they don't want to lie down, that is fine. They could sit up in a comfortable position in a chair, um, on the floor if they feel comfortable with that. So just they all will feel, I know they'll feel very, very relaxed. But the main thing is just to be in a place where you're not going to have a lot of outside distractions. This is a special gift just for them. I love that. Right? And we all deserve A little self-care. Exactly right. So important. So some people choose to lie down and they close their eyes and feel so relaxed. And then other people choose to sit up. So either way, they have an option there. Um, If they... I would say have a, a little blanket near you. You might get a little cool, cold. Okay. Cold. So just have something that you can wrap yourself in. So you'll be really comfortable and you could enjoy the whole experience. Oh, that sounds like a lovely way to spend some time. It really does. Right? And much needed. Much, much needed. That is so true. Now, if... um. If someone really loves this, are, are there are there ways for them to be able to continue this practice? And do you offer classes online? Yeah. Yes, yes. I do Zoom. I do a lot of Zoom classes, so um, they could always get a hold of me if you know if you want to give them my information after. Sure. Um, or just um, they could get a hold of the school, the school grow yoga, either way, and then they could sign up to continue this experience. Okay. Do either singing bowls or meditation classes. Okay, yeah, because it sounds like there's a lot of different ways to kind of approach this, and I guess maybe it's each person's a little bit different, but um. Exactly right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Well, this sounds really fascinating, really like just a really special program. I don't think we've had anything quite like this at the library before, so I'm really excited oh. to bring this to our patrons. Because oh, I, so I have done this at many wonderful yeah absolutely this is why i love doing this podcast i learn i get this i get a sneak peek of all the fun stuff coming up <laughs> and it sounds like you have such such a, a world of experience to share too so i mean i i hope that maybe we'll be able to get you back for some of your other um meditation classes i think we all need mindfulness and self-care right now absolutely i would love to and I so agree with you. I couldn't agree with you more. Oh, that is wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you, Sandy. And um, we'll be in touch. And if you need anything else, just please let me know. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. It was a pleasure, a complete pleasure. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next week. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Virtually. (laughs) Virtually? (laughs) That's how everything is these days. (laughs) Okay. Have a great night. Take care. Bye. Every ancient structure and modern masterpiece reflects the dreams 
of visionary people. The engineers who realized the impossible. protect us from danger. Sometimes in my tears I drown. Follow extraordinary engineers who have devoted their lives to keeping us safe and solving tomorrow's challenges. The world is at our fingertips. Meet the next generation of dreamers who will shape our future, powered only by imagination. The joy of engineering the future belongs to the young. What better time to start dreaming big? McGillivray Freeman's Dream Big, a film for IMAX and giant screen theaters. Okay, so you just heard the trailer from the movie Dream Big, and this is a uh, movie that was put together that features some amazing engineering projects being done all over the world, and it's meant to inspire uh, kids to want to go into engineering, and it's really just a fascinating watch um, for the whole family, and it's not incredibly long, so even younger kids enjoy it. The cinematography is amazing. Um, and it's just a really inspiring film. So on November 14th, we are hosting a whole day of Dream Big activities. Uh, if you register, you will get a code so that you can watch the movie together uh, with your family without having to worry about paying for it or finding it on one of the streaming services. We have a full day escape room based on the movie. So if you watch the movie and answer all these fun questions and challenges you will um, escape the escape room and get uh, some fun digital treats as a result. And then in the afternoon, we have an earthquake challenge. And what's going to happen with this is if you register, you will get a bag with all the materials you need for the challenge. And you and your family can get on Zoom and we will uh, take this engineering challenge together. So it's going to be a really fun day celebrating engineering, celebrating innovation. Um, so make sure that you check out the calendar. That's going to be on November 14th. Make sure that you register for that. It's a really fun STEM program that we're hosting this year. Um, also starting up in November is Physics Quest. Now, last month, uh, actually September, we did a Physics Quest with uh, 10 families and pods. So it was really fun, and we learned all about uh, electricity and magnetism and current. This time, we'll be doing an energetic escape, um, which is all about forces and motion. Uh, and what's cool about this program it's not just learning some science. It's all presented as a fun comic book adventure. 
Uh, so it brings a little bit of literacy in there. Um, and you get all the materials in a box. So you have all the things that you need to do all four weeks of experiments. This is a great one for a homeschooling pod or a family um, to work together because the materials in the box are actually enough for four students to participate. So it's a really great program that was really successful in its first run. So we're going to expand it a bit for November. So make sure you take a look on the calendar for that. That curriculum, by the way, is actually written and distributed by the American Physical Society, which is um, the professional organization that supports uh, physics education and um, physics, physical sciences. So it's, it's a great curriculum uh, if you have a kid that loves science. And then one other new thing that we're starting in November is uh, the Try It Engineering Design Projects. And this will start uh, the week of, I, I think, November 18th. These will be on Wednesdays um, at 4 o'clock. We'll get together on Zoom. And each week you can pick up a bag. So you can sign up for one week, sign up for every week, you know, whatever works for you, whatever fits your schedule. And in your bag will be the supplies for our engineering design challenge. And the goal here is really to get kids thinking about design and how you make those choices, how you prototype and test, um, and how you eventually get to a working functional engineering project. So we're going to start off with a really fun sail car um, that gives you lots of opportunity to be creative while also building. So make sure you check out those activities. Um, they're great for for all kids, especially uh, younger kids can participate with this, as long as they have a little bit of help from a parent or an older sibling. Um, again, and one, one build can be uh, used for multiple kids or you can sign up each child in your family. Um, they do need to have their own uh, library cards. So just keep that in mind. Um, so those are three new things coming up in our STEM programming. And we're really working hard to bring as much STEM programming to uh, to our patrons as we can. We have our upcycled maker crafts every Monday at three, and that's all ages, adults included. On Fridays, we have Friday STEAM, and those are like little mini science lessons and experiments that you can try at home. For the month of November, we're doing the states of matter. So we're doing solids, liquid, gases, and then non-Newtonian fluids. So um, that's gonna be a really good time too. And of course, we still have our Lego design challenges every week on Wednesdays at Three. If you haven't gotten to see some of these live stream videos, the Upcycled Makers Club, the Friday Steam, the uh, Lego Challenges, they're all archived on our Facebook page and on our YouTube channel. And that goes for a lot of our other craft activities too. So don't forget to make use of that YouTube channel. We've got lots of great stuff there for you. All right, so that's a little STEM update for the month. We've got great art and great science this month. So a little bit of something for everyone. Okay, let's move on to our library reminders. Okay, a couple of reminders before I let you go today. Um, I do want to remind you that our branches are open. Each branch is open one day of the week right now. So Northeast is open on Mondays, Southwest on Tuesdays, Headquarter on Wednesdays, and Catherine Dixon Hoffman Branch in Blairstown is open on Thursdays. In all cases, regardless of the branch, the hours are the same. We open at 9 a.m. till 10 a.m. for our vulnerable populations, our senior citizens and those who may be ill. Um, from 10 to 1, we are open to the public. From 1 to 2, we are closed for cleaning and sanitation. 
And then we reopen from 2 p.m. until 8 p.m. Notice those extra hours. We're now open until 8 instead of 6. So you've got a little extra time in the evening to come in. Uh, when you are visiting, we ask that you wear a mask. Um, use hand sanitizer and keep your hands cleaned or wash your hands. And um, we are reducing the number of people that are allowed to be in the building right now. So we ask that you try to limit your visit to about an hour. That way we don't have to worry about folks waiting outside in the cold, right? Um, just a reminder that we will be closed on Veterans Day, which is November 11th, and will also be closed for Thanksgiving weekend. The library will close early on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, so we will close um, at 4.30 on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and then we'll be closed Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, so just plan if you want to get books or media before the Thanksgiving weekend, the long weekend, make sure you get your curbside or get into the library and pick up your items. Um, speaking of curbside, we do offer curbside service at all the branches Monday through Saturday. So, um, and it's very easy to use, just put your items on hold and then uh, use the form on our website at warrenlib.org. W-A-R-R-E-N-L-I-B dot org, O-R-G. And you can tell them what branch you want to pick up, what time, um, and all of that. And it's very easy to do. They'll have that all packed up for you. Just grab your, um, your bag and go. There are videos on our YouTube channel and on our Facebook page that will walk you through the process and make it as easy as possible. Keep in mind, we also have our grab-and-go service where you can just tell us a little bit, little bit about what you're interested in and we'll curate a collection for you. We have Beyond Books, which allows you to borrow items like uh, binoculars and, and other uh, items to try out uh, new hobbies during this time. Of course, we have our digital offerings with everything from Flipster for magazines to Hoopla for books and eBooks and audiobooks. Uh, we have streaming video services. If you're not sure, if you haven't taken a look at our website in a while, now is the time to do it. We are adding stuff every day, and you will find that there is a very large collection of materials for you, all digital. Uh, you don't even have to leave your home. Um, we do have our new app that you can download from your favorite store, either um, on your iPhone or your Android phone, and that lets you, uh, you know, register for programs, hold, you know, put books on hold pretty much anything that you can imagine. Um, so definitely check out that app. And of course, sign up for our newsletter. You can do that from our website and you can pick what newsletters you want. So it's a targeted approach to your interests and you'll get a weekly uh, reminder and a reminder of special events. So you never miss a special event like all these great arts programs that we have coming up and these STEM programs that we have coming up. That newsletter really helps with the reminders because we've all got so much on our plate right now. Well, thank you so much for uh, listening to More Than Books tonight. Um, we will have another More Than Books podcast episode for you on November 18th with lots more fun programs um, and heading into, of course, December when we'll have um, various holiday programs and we'll be preparing for winter. In the meantime, my name is Sandy Roberts. I'm the Makerspace Coordinator for the Warren County Library System. We miss having you in our libraries every day, but we're so glad that we can connect with you online and through this podcast. Um, in the meantime, please stay safe, stay healthy, um, keep reading, and reach out if you have any questions. All right, take care. We will see you soon.